wave them like you just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh, yeah, girl, now, oh, yo, 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 it's the Minnesota Sports Variety Show. We got opinions and now we got a platform. I'm your host, Eric Grady, along with my other host, David Zeller, here on this uh, cold and rainy Tuesday night in uh, the great state of Minnesota. How are you, sir? I am good, man. I uh, it's been uh, it's been an interesting, you know, seventy two hours or so with uh, our sports teams and all that. And um, saw I saw the the new Scorsese flick uh, on Friday night. Um, and so yeah, I don't know. It's just been a uh, and then yeah, I think I picked up a cold from my daughter, and so I'm just getting over that. And we all have coughs at the house. That's so all, you know, just <laughs> super fun uh, kid stuff. You know, you know, you know the drill. Oh man, yeah, it's, it's that time of year. My sister-in-law has a walking pneumonia. I went into the urgent care today, and I have uh, a sinus infection, and one of my ears infected. So I, I hear you, man. It's that uh, it's that time of year. It's it's. I just got my flu shot, and uh, yeah, that's that's Minnesota in the fall. So right, um, exactly. And now we got daylight savings coming off here, so <laughs> which which we will get into later. Um, I've done done a lot of homework on this topic. This is probably the mo- most research I've done for uh, for a topic in, since college, since grad school. Yeah, you yeah. did a lot. You did a lot of work <laughs> on this one, so I'm 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 most I'm pretty impressed uh, actually. <laughs> uh, funny. Um, yeah, I heard I heard you uh, say that you went to the movie the other night, and that is a long movie. Would you say it's close to three and a half? Three and a half plus hours. That's yeah. A, so oof, yeah, like Lawrence like, of Arabia or some shit. Yeah. Jesus. Um. So yeah. So I left. So it started at like ten thirty, and I got out of there at like two thirty. Um. And uh, obviously there's previews and stuff, and uh, and I got so I got home a little after a little before three and went to bed. And then I, you know, because I'm a dumbass, I decided to wake up and watch the Merseyside Derby. Uh, at 6:30 a.m., so I got about two and a half hours of sleep. On yeah, Saturday. when you put that plan on Twitter, I was a bit dubious at that. It was yeah. like, I, you know, you're not a spring chicken anymore. It seems like something more like a 25 to maybe like you know maybe like 28 year old would try to pull yeah. off. But I mean, in their I, 40s. Uh, to, to be to be fair though, like to I, be fair. I don't, you know, I don't really drink as much anymore at all, really, especially, you know, that with something like that. So it's like, I was like, okay, well, you know, I may maybe get a little high, but I'm not going to like, it's not going to, not going to be like, you know, drunk till three o'clock in the morning yeah, and then yeah. wake up at six thirty and then, you know, hang off my kid. But yeah, man, you're right. I'm, I, uh, again, not a spring chicken. So I, it took me, <laughs> I, I, um, it took me a, a, a bit of time to recover on Saturday after it. So then, cause yeah, cause then I'm Ragnarok soccer. And then I went uh, and played my own futsal that I play on Saturdays. And then I went and watched the St. Pauli game uh, and came home. And I was like, oh, I have I have slept for two hours. And I literally I have like 20,000 steps already. Um, <laughs> I've been up forever. Um, and, uh. yeah, I maybe um, maybe accidentally ate too much weed. And so that was fun. <laughs> On Friday night, so yeah, uh, it, it happens. Was, uh, it happens to the best of us. It, it really, it really, truly does. I mean, not always, but it, you know what? Honestly, like I came through it, and it was fun, and I had a great time, and the movie was awesome, and you know, um, soccer went great. Uh, Saint Pauli went great. Liverpool went great. Ragnar soccer went great. Saint Pauli didn't go great. We, it was a two-two draw, but like almost everything came up. Like, then, then I had to yeah. go and watch. Then we had to go watch Minnesota United, and uh, yeah, and that, that was a we'll, one downer. We'll, Same we'll for talk, me. 
We'll yeah. talk about that. We'll talk uh, about that in a little bit here. So yeah, Stoke had a big win over Sunderland. The, the Gophers had a super improbable, oh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic win. The Vikings have a huge win. I mean, it was like one, my my fantasy team that was zero and six finally won a game, and I like clobbered the guy, like scored like a hundred ninety points. It was like, uh, yeah, it was it was some some good winning vibes. But um, yeah, it, it was a good weekend for me um, too. My brother was birthday was the twentieth, and my wife's birthday was the twenty second. So it was a lot of just. Uh, festivus for the rest of us and um yeah yeah we had a good time my my mom cooked a nice uh shrimp scampi dinner and uh i was back at my my folks house watching the uh the vikings game last night with my pops and um yeah so so let's let's get let's get into it the school um the two and four vikings um played the five and one 49ers and kind of the big talker coming into this was 49ers best player christian mccaffrey you know was he gonna play he was um he was questionable, and he did play with a oblique strain, and he looked pretty spry. I don't think it slowed him down that much, from what I could see. He seemed to have a good a good burst to me. So, um, but uh, I, some stats that I found interesting going into the game, like this team last year's team was five and one at this point going into the game, and if you look at some of the advanced stats, like the DVOA, which is the defense adjusted value um, over the average, which basically it's like. What's the down and distance? How successful were you compared to the average down and distance? And last year at this point, we were minus 7% and we were 5 and 1. And this year, we were basically zero. We were flat and we're 2 and 4. So that just shows you like how much turnovers and big plays impact football. Really, that and, and going into this game, that's basically what I said. Somebody on Twitter was like, talk me into how we can stay in this game. And I said, it's just like, any big game. And I said this the year before we played Seattle in the snow and we, we should have beat them save for the 27 yard Blair Walsh missed field goal is if you win the turnover battle and you get some big plays, like you can, you can beat better teams. And there's not a lot of sports like that. Like in basketball, there's just so many possessions. You can't do that. Uh, soccer a little bit more. You get like a lucky handball in the box or something, but but football, there's a reason why they say any given Sunday, right? So, um, so I don't know. What, yeah. what, what were your thoughts going into this game? Were you excited to like, you know, that we're playing arguably the best team in the league? Is that one reason why you watched more of it? Or uh, well, I, only, I mean, honestly, the only reason I watched it is because I was at uh, the Blackheart prepping for my podcast last night and have to be on. And I ran into a friend of mine who um, uh, was there, and he he was watching the game. So I I said chat with him a little bit and watch the game while I was, you know, prepping the podcast stuff. But uh, the other, I mean, the other player, like I have Debo Samuel on my fantasy team and he okay. was out yep, for the game. Was. So, so yeah, like, I, I had some passing interest in it. So yeah, that's probably actually the most Vikings I've actually sat down and watched. I watched the first, probably the first, you know, quarter and maybe the first five minutes of the second quarter. And then I went back and, and recorded the podcast and came out and saw the end, saw maybe the last like, 10 minutes or so of the game. So, um, it, it was, you know, I, and I listened to, I mean, I listened to a lot of, sport, like a lot of sports podcasts. I listened to the Dan Levitard show. It's a one I yes. really love. And, and obviously, you know, I they like talk, Levitard they too. talk up, they talk about football a lot. And I listened to all like the, um, all the, like the affiliate podcasts, like their God bless football and stuff. So I, I do get a lot of, I, I weirdly get a lot of football, a, a <laughs> lot of Miami Dolphins content, obviously. Yeah, and, right. and, and Miami Hurricanes. So, and, uh, um, but the, one of the, one of the, the newer producers on the show, she just, she graduated from Iowa a few years ago. She's a big Iowa fan. So got, a, I actually weirdly got a lot of gopher, uh, gopher Iowa and Minnesota Vikings, um, 
talkers uh, oh, good. in the last couple of days. So I feel like let's go. Semi, semi-competent on these. So yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's break the game down. I'll, okay. I'll throw my hand up if I have any if I have anything to add. But um, fantastic. Yeah. Blow, blow the Gallahorn. So just going into the going into the the week, it was we have some really interesting statistics. We're we're a lot better in some things than I thought, and we're a lot worse. At, in some some uh, statistical categories than I thought. We're actually first rated in um, pro football focus, PFF's O-line run blocking, which I found remarkable. We have not run the ball very well, and the reason why is that we have the 32nd running back break tackle percentage. So basically, Madison, you know, has mainly been the the leading ball carrier, and uh, he actually was was decent in this game, broke off a big 19-yard run, but we, we are getting graded well run blocking, but don't, we're not running well. Yeah, don't um, we have like sec- no? Yeah. Don't we have like no running touchdowns this year? Or did we get? Did we finally get one yesterday? Felt like we had like know, fourteen. I, I, we had like fourteen passing touchdowns, but no rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I know, I know, Madison scored, but he probably it was probably like a swing pass, like you said. Um, I, I the. The running the running game has been so bad that my brother was saying we should pick up a running back for the uh, the trade deadline. I was like, oh, you know, there's a more of a chance that I'm going to grow a set of breasts than than that's going to happen because it, it, the running backs are so devalued in the NFL. It's just uh, that would be kind of a crazy thing. I could see them picking up just you know uh, somebody who's out out on the street or something, but to trade for a running back, you, you can hardly get a fourth rounder for a decent running back these days. So, but anyway, the, we did you know we got rid of Dalvin. And it's been a downgrade to Madison, and um, you know he, he seems like a nice kid. He's okay, but Cam Akers, Cam, Cam Akers, excuse me, played better at times last night, and I don't know. So, anyways, we're second in passing TDs. You know, Kirk's throwing up great numbers. We're third in O line pass blocking. So the first couple weeks, they were running rough shot through the center and through the right guard, and we finally have the line just playing really well. But somehow we're thirty second in QB hits allowed. So Kirk is getting knocked down like crazy. So basically, he's throwing the ball in like two and three quarters, three seconds, and as he's letting go, he's getting hit all the time. And so it's really, you know, it's he's, he's hanging in there tough. But he also doesn't have a, a contract after this year, and you know, like he's not wanting to take sacks, so he's getting hit like as he releases the ball. So right. uh, it's a very, very, very strange. You know, um, we're third in passing yards. Fourth in QB pocket time. So he's spending a lot of time in the pocket. And um, so just, just very interesting statistics. Really good in some. And then we're 31st in turnovers. So it just shows you, like, you can be the second best, you know, passing team, whatever, or passing touchdowns. But if you can't, if you turn the ball over, it's just such a hurdle to overcome the plus minus. Um, anyway, yeah. so, yeah. So I just, just going into the game, I thought it was just kind of interesting to see where we're at. Um uh, and the game, the, just getting into the game recap, I was really surprised with how many 49ers fans were out there. There was a lot of red in the stadium. They were there early, um, and they they really they really came out, uh, you know, for pretty pretty far away, you know, group. Um, but uh, they turned out pretty good. Don't and, don't you think though? Yeah, don't don't you think though that that as a lot of that is um, just people maybe our age who grew up um, during those. Uh, those you know, eighties, nineties, niners runs. You think so we Montana, just have some local Steve San Francisco Young. fans? I think I think there's a yeah. lot of that. I think there's a lot of people who That'd are um, that you know, and then you know, you know, there's also I'm sure there's people who fly into you know, fly oh, into yeah. to, to. I mean, if you're if you live in San Francisco, you're you're out in San Francisco. It's expensive as hell. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. it's it's a lot cheaper to fly to Minnesota to go to a, yeah. uh, a football game than it is to try and go to you know several games out there. So I'm guessing there's that. But you know, obviously, I 
I remember when I did watch football, like, I loved the 49ers because I loved Jerry yeah. Rice and Steel Steve Montana, Montana and Steve Young and yes. um, Dwight Clark and, and all those. And yeah. I remember playing yeah. Tecmo Bowl and, like, in those guys. So, like, <laughs> so I think there's I think there's obviously – I know that there's a lot of, like, Dallas fans that are like that around the same age yes. as us. That's because yeah. the, the Niners in Dallas were so prevalent – um, you know, America's team, whatever that you know, they haven't been in twenty fucking years. But I, so I, think, I think you're right. I, I think, think you're right. I think, I think yeah. there's a lot of fans that are probably just you know people who are Vikings fans, but like they're also Niners fans. And so when the Niners come to town, it's an opportunity. And the Niners don't come here very often, so it's right, an opportunity right. to get get dressed up and all that. So I think that that might be part of it too. I, I think that's a good point. I think there's definitely like a lot of fans in the country that are just fans of like the Patriots, of the Cowboys, of the Niners, right? Like, if you're just from, like, a random town in the middle of somewhere that doesn't have a football team, yeah, if, there's a good if chance you're, from, you're a fan from, of one if, of those teams, right? If you're from, if you're from, if you're from yeah. Iowa and you're a 49ers yeah. fan, yeah. right? Um, right. Like, I don't know, my, my, one of my, my best friend, his, like, he lives in Sheldon, Iowa, which is, like, the northwest corner of Iowa, but they were Viking season ticket holders for, for yeah. years, and they would drive up from Sheldon, Iowa, which is, like, a four-hour mm-hmm. drive every time there was a Vikings game. Um, Monday night games, things like that, to go to go to watch Vikings games at the Metrodome because they were big Vikings fans. So, so yeah, I, yep. yeah, I imagine there's probably a lot, like you know, a lot of people um, in the Dakotas. I mean, I know you know probably mostly Vikings fans, but I'm sure that there's people who are you know who don't have a team who yep. you know, because the Niners yeah. were always on TV in the '90s, right? Exactly. Or the, or the Cowboys, a, yep. and then the the Patriots in in the last 20 years, right? Are, are yep. the teams that always on TV? You have to pick a team. Well, you know, mm-hmm. the Patriots are always going to be on, so I can always watch the Patriots, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, of my friend group, I have one friend who's a Washington Commanders team because he was lived in Oklahoma when he was a kid, and his, like, kindergarten team was the Redskins at the time, and so he's still a Commanders fan. I have two two friends that are Cowboys fans, largely because of what you're saying. The Cowboys were great in the 90s and, you know, whatever they fell in love with that team blah blah and so and then i have a friend who's from south dakota who's a cincinnati Bengals fan for some reason i i think it was the quarterback was one. there in the <laughs> 80s or 90s yeah but like you said you don't you know in south dakota like you don't really have a team yeah the majority are going to be vikings fans but some of them are just like pick a team right pick your favorite player so yeah right. i mean like you said like ronnie lott or roger craig or whomever so uh, but yeah it was interesting to see so um i i hate the 49ers um one reason is because i had this horrible horrible boss one time that was a 49ers fan so i've always just um just kind of out of spite like not liked them um and so i was really glad to see like a lot of tears from their fans last (laughs) night um but anyways uh the game started off like horrible with a horrible mistake um like almost all of our games have and um i was driving to my folks house at the time and just heard it on the radio and i just rewatched it today and it was kind of a they said that the, that Addison had the ball like wrestle away from him. Really, the, the 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 Ward had the ball kind of first. Addison had like a little piece of it, so he it was going to be hard for him to get it away from him. Like Ward already had kind of the you know seventy thirty of it, eighty twenty. So, anyways, he wrestled it away. Um, and and Brock Purdy had a great first quarter. He started off five of six. He looked really spry. He evaded a near sack. Um, you know, was marching down the field, and then um, uh, CMC had a, had a huge huge fumble at the 11 and um that really you know swung the momentum like i was saying like we we had to win the turnover battle and going minus one to to even that up was was huge did you uh and i don't know if that oblique had anything to do with it or what he he didn't say that it did um but did you catch the uh that that first quarter when the niners were kind of humming um kind of off and on i, I wasn't 
really paying too much attention. Um, but then, yeah, then my friend showed up. And that's actually when the, the Vikings went on uh, their, their first good drive. Cause, yeah, it was okay. kind of back and forth a little bit, right? But the it was, Niners yeah. Were, yeah. Niners it, were much, it was a great game like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Then, then the Vikes had a great uh, drive. Addison, you know, was phenomenal this game. Several catches. Um, you know, in the last game, they had said that KJ was going to play um, the X position. He was filling in for JJ, and I don't know if that was still the case this game, but they they certainly featured Addison. Looked like he was the primary read on a lot of plays. Um, there was particularly great play design on the touchdown. A really nice delivery by Kirk. They got. Um, they got Addison running, kind of splitting the D, running kind of a corner, kind of a uh, into the flat corner route, and he just split it, put it in there perfectly. Uh, 49ers came down, missed a 40 yard 40 yard field goal. This was kind of a game of a lot of kicker big plays and misses. Um, our kicker kicked a huge 57 yard field goal that probably would have been good from 67, but he also missed a extra point from 33 yards so that was very strange Greg Joseph. Yeah, I, I did see the um, yeah, i did see i did see the miss the, the the 49ers field goal miss um and saw the like they they then they, they cut to like i think his warm-ups or whatever and where he just completely shanked one too yeah that and same he like distance, fell and kind of so, like was yeah. like yeah they're saying hurt himself tweak something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was weird. And then, um, yeah, we get a great, like, double pass that was, was, was really, you know, I started to say it's like a kitchen sink game. That's, I think that's what Bill Simmons used to say when basically you, you get those teams better than you and you got to throw out every play, kind of throw out the kitchen sink, right? So we hadn't done anything really too wild like that very often. Um, and, and KJ started blocking maybe a second early. So that got, that got called back on a third and 10, which was a great play. But it was good to see us just being creative and kind of really just going for it, you know. Um, then the Niners were driving. Um, I started to say, hey, our run D's looking pretty good on Twitter. So, of course, I jinxed it. Um, and, you know, I don't believe in jinxes. I just did a podcast on that that I'll plug later. But um, then CMC ran for just an easy touchdown, you know, too easy. And uh, it was like, oh, boy, here we go again. And then um, KOC did a great job of using his timeouts. Um, he didn't use the first one, but then as he saw them get really close to the end zone, he started using them, and it really helped us out because we had a, plenty of time to march down the field. I think we had a, a little over a minute, maybe a minute 16 or something. And um, Addison, uh, it looked like it was going to get picked, and Addison just yanked the ball right out of Ward's hand. So it was basically like the opposite of what had occurred um, earlier in the game. And uh, did did you see that play? That was a sixty yard scamper. That was a wild. wild no, play. I missed. I, yeah, by that point, I had gone back uh, to the back room okay. to record the podcast. So I, I unfortunately you should check out so. the highlight of that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. All of a sudden, he's just like, "Give me that!" Just kind of rips it out of his hand. Okay. So we we were we were kind of going crazy there, me and my dad. And um, you know, w- one thing to note about um Brian Flores' defense, B flow, as we like to call him, he is the highest blitzing. Um, coordinator, defensive coordinator in the game, and it's not even close. He blitzes on 57% of plays. So we play in the 3-4. So that means he's bringing five guys on 57% of plays, and they, they, they flashed a little graphic, and the next highest was the Patriots at 37%. So I thought that was really interesting because we were very um, what's the opposite of aggressive passive last year with Ed Donatel. And that was getting people really frustrating. So it seems like a lot of times with coaches, you kind of go from one extreme to the other. So like we had the passive guy last year. So we're like, who blitzes the most, you know, like probably like how, right, you know, yeah. the loons are going to do with their coach, right? Like, Oh, Heath was a jerk. So like, we're going to get a friendly guy now, you know, it, it seems to always kind of swing back and forth, you know, right, right, with those yeah. things, but. 
So anyways, the Vikings tried, we got to the one yard line and we tried to do the, the infamous tush push that everybody's been doing. Um, they call it the, the brotherly shove because the Eagles are the best at it. And basically it just, it looks like a rugby scrum and I really don't like it. It doesn't feel like a football play to me. It's technically legal. And apparently the competition committee like reviewed it last year and said it's okay, but I, I don't know. It's really ugly. It's really ugly for football. And, um, anywho, the Vikings suck at it. Kirk has always been bad at quarterback sneaks. And um, we got completely stuffed on the first one. Um, I think it might have been Ward who jumped the pile and blew it up. And on the second one, our center just didn't even snap the ball. And we got off, off sides or whatever, a false start. So it, it was horrible. So besides, um, Kirk had like a tremendous game, but he was bad in the red zone. I think, I can't remember if I wrote this in here, but he had like five throws into the end zone, I think, and he and he missed all of them except for the first one. So the first one after he got that one, we had like five more chances in the end zone, and we missed them all. And one of them, somebody was pretty open. So upsy-downsies for Kirk. Overall, I thought he was a gamer. I thought he played really well, but like it still could have been better, right? We could have put this team away, and and we didn't. So, um, yeah, I, I, it, uh, I think um, we, you know, was great um the uh vikings kind of second receiver in this game with K- kj um osborne has did i say kj right earlier sorry K- kj osborne had not been doing uh much at all uh last couple weeks and especially in this week and powell is super fast i was really impressed um he had a huge third and five ran a great route he's getting in out of, in and out of his breaks well i think he came from the los angeles rams they said uh, we had a huge 54-yard field goal. Oh, it was 54. I could have sworn to 57. Anyways, it would have been good from 65. And uh, so we were like, all right, Greg, Greg Joseph's going good, you know. And uh, Cam Bynum has a huge pick. The Vikes were 8 of 10, 80% on third down at one point. Um, Addison had a couple more killer catches. And then Greg the leg misses the 50-yarder. And he, he missed it pretty bad, pretty wide right. It was kind of always missing. You know, it wasn't one of those ones that just went by the pole. Um, Anyway, uh, we we had a, uh, finally at the end of the game, um, the uh, 49ers had 115 to go. They're down five. Oh, sorry, are you there? And yeah, uh, yeah this is the end. This is the end of the game. Um, Cam Bynum jumps just huge vertical, goes up high for it and picks them off. So we we had a chance there at the end to put this game away. We didn't, but then our defense really stepped up huge, and um, we won the turnover battle three one and. Uh, you know, at the, after the game, it was basically, it was a Cam Bynum and Kirk Cousins, like love fest. Um, a Cam Bynum, he was doing the worm like crazy too, which was interesting. <laughs> I don't know if he just learned the worm or what, but he did, okay. he did a lot of the worm. Yeah, a lot. Um, like I was like, I was getting tired and my back was hurting watching him do the worm so much. But, um, JJ, you know how he, Kirk is Kirko chains, right? With last year, all the, all the chains and everything on the yeah. plane. So JJ gave him this huge, necklace that said top 10 and I was trying to figure out what that meant I don't know I know that Justin Jefferson was like the number two ranked player in the NFL by Madden he's like a 99 percent guy so I don't know if maybe he was in the top 10 at some other point in his career and he got that but now he's like much higher than that so anyways I'm not sure what that means I mean Kirk is (sighs) Kirk is a top 10 guy he's right around 10 when he's really good he's like seven or eight when he's bad, he's kind of like 14, 15, 16. But I'd say the last couple of years, he, he's been a right around 9 or 10. I think that's fair for Kirk, you know? Okay, um, yeah. You know, I I don't know. It, it, but the problem yeah. is he wants $50 million next year. <laughs> so there's a, that's a hard salary cap, you know? So, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a like, tough ask. 
right? So anyway, just, just to wrap up, um, Kirk was averaging 2.69 seconds um, throwing the ball. Uh, the, you know, that's pretty quick getting it out, but that was not even in the top four of who the Niners had played. So their, their great pass rush was just not getting home. So just a testament to the to the Vikings O-line. Um, they said, you know, those five guys deserve the game ball. They play their asses off. Brian O'Neill, I looked at his advanced metrics. They were amazing. Darisaw was just mauling people. I mean, really, really impressive. But from a line that came in, with a lot of headaches in the first couple of weeks, a lot of it was on them. They've, re- they've really turned it around, and that's that's helped turn the season around. Um, we held the ball for 35 minutes. Cousins was 35 for 45 for 378 yards passing. Um, the Niners had 325 yards, so it was it was just a really, really fun, a lot of offensive game, a lot of good defense. Um, and Purple converted eight of 13 third downs. Dirty Harry was great. He was blowing people up, and again that. Um, uh, Powell was awesome. I keep wanting to say Norman Powell. I think that was a basketball player. I think yeah. it's, is it Brian Powell? It's not Colin Powell. I know that. I mean, anyways, that guy, that yeah. guy's fast. I like him. Um, I was so excited about the game. I went online and listened to score North on the YouTube channel on the vent line for like an hour and a half and just reveled in it. Like the way that I'll do with like the, um, the loons after show <laughs> with uh soda soccer, you know? Yeah. And, and I had not done that in a long time, but I was so, I was so amped up. I was like, I wanted to record this podcast last night. I was so like itching to go, you know. So, anyways, it, it's exciting yeah. when when the Vikings are good. It really, it's really nice. It's really that's yeah makes my I'm, life a little happier. I'm happy for you, man. I'm happy for you. That's <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, uh, I, guess, I guess I, I guess I feel that way about, about the loons sometimes. But like the last several years, even even big games like that, I'm not I'm not that amped up. So hopefully. You know, with the new management coming in, that'll change. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's well, always playoff it's always games be... for the loons. I get pretty amped up. That playoff game I went to, you know, was awesome. I mean, that had yeah. the, the vibes of like a big football game for sure. But I mean, there, oh, there's more soccer games. There's 34 soccer games. There's double double the amount of soccer games football. So they're they're important, but there's a little bit more importance on a on a football yeah. game just from the percentage. Of I guess I guess I, I guess I'm trying to remember the last time I felt like that amped, and that was maybe, it was maybe after the. The the last time Liverpool won the Champions League, right? Where I was just sure, there. it was yeah. a big big game like that. But like, yeah, you're right. There are, there's way more games um, in those seasons, and especially like yeah. European soccer. There's well, yeah, a, winning a, a championship's a whole upper, different ball game. Yeah. Upper echelon After European the, soccer. You're, you're yeah, not yeah, you're not yeah. you're not you're not even just playing your league. You're playing you know open. Yes, you're playing yeah. the Open Cup yeah. tournaments. You're playing in you know, Europe and 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 yeah. you know other things. So there's it's not as it's not as uh, well, none, yeah. none of so my it, teams have won anything that important, but my Cubbies did win the World Series, and I, I was I had a pretty big grin on my face for a couple of weeks, and I was pretty happy for a couple of months. So, like, yeah. you know, sometimes Common will say, well, no, he likes, you know, never winning, being like the lovable losers, blah, blah. Sometimes it's better to be the team that, you know, is good but never wins it or whatever because then you lose that mystique. I disagree. I had a fucking blast when the Cubs won the World Series, and I would love to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl more than almost anything, so... Hopefully, I know uh, uh, Score North are saying with Phil Mackey is kind of like before I die, they want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl, and yeah, I, I I feel similar to that. So, okay, going from one big game, big win to another one, a very even more improbable one. I mean, the Vikings were six and a half, seven point underdogs, but like in the NFL, anybody can win in any game. I did not think the Gophers had a chance, uh, a very well, good chance at all. Yeah, versus I mean, Iowa. They, in Iowa, <laughs> did not. They they had see to see this one so coming. They, they hadn't had the pig, uh, Floyd of Rosedale, since yeah. what, in 2015, I believe. They had one 
in Iowa City since before me and you were legally able to drink, right? Yeah, I, before 20, I graduated, ago, right? Before yeah. I graduated high school, that was the last Crazy. time. My senior year of high school was the last time they beat Iowa, Iowa in Iowa City. So. Um, yeah, this was a, a crazy, crazy victory. Uh, I think the funniest thing was is that because um, I uh, have started looking at uh, Iowa, Iowa football over unders um, because basically you just want to <laughs> hammer the under. You're, if you, de- if you want, you're a degenerate if, gambler. <laughs> if you, if you want to make money, oh, I, I can tell you, uh, I can tell you another degenerate gambling story when we talk about Minnesota United. Um, if you want to make money, just hammer the under on Iowa on Iowa games. Uh, the under the over under for this game. Yeah, yeah, wasn't the over under like the lowest? It was like, so in power so five Eric, ever or something. It was crazy? thirty. It was thirty two on I think Thursday or Friday. By yeah, the time the it game kicked off, down, right? It was thirty and a half. Thirty <laughs> and a half was the over under. So like the average, the average NFL team scores like twenty five points a week, so that's like a fifty point spread. So think yeah. about that. This is like half of an average. <laughs> Like, yeah, so bad. And, and and basically between the last two games that I was playing, uh, they played Wisconsin last weekend. Um, if the over under had been twenty five for both of those games, um, you, you would have hit the under uh, on both the Iowa Wisconsin and then the Iowa Minnesota game. That's how, and that that doesn't even include <laughs> like that doesn't even include like if you even even if that uh fair that that you know weird, weird fair fair catch punch. Yeah, 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 return yeah, yeah. had gone yeah. for right. Iowa and they won the game and they still, they, they, still they, kicked, they taken the, they they scored that two point conversion. It's still yeah the under still would have would have would have won. So that well, is how bad the offense is at <laughs> Iowa. Their coach has in his contract a clause about if he's above twenty five points per game, he gets a bonus because the offense has been so anemic. So I know that. Coach, that that coach is, is is the head coach's son. It's Kirk Ferentz. Right, that's, that's, right. Uh, Kirk Ferentz's yeah. son, right? No, yeah, no, yeah. Kirk Ferentz is the son. Ferentz yeah. Is the, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Brian, okay. Brian, yeah, yeah. Brian. No, Brian Ferentz. You're right. Brian Ferentz is the son, and then yeah. Kirk is the yeah. Kirk is the dad. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's it. Watching Iowa football, uh, that same guy, that same that same buddy of mine who lives who his family lived in Sheldon. He's a big Iowa Iowa uh, football fan. We went to college together at St. Thomas, okay. so. We would always go watch the Iowa Gopher games because I was a you know Gopher fan, and every year it was just it was just like just you know we'd go get our asses kicked by Hayden Fry and and Iowa oh, at the yeah. Metrodome or down in Iowa City. So um, I I didn't even watch that game this game because I was just like there's no way that like this this game I think like, this game is going to end like twelve to ten. Like I kind of yeah. thought that I was like but we're gonna we're gonna have like we'll get a touchdown early we'll be leading and then we'll like. There'll be no yards in the second half. We'll maybe kick a field goal late to make it seem close, but like Iowa will get a, a you know, a, a safety, a field goal, and a touchdown, right? And they'll they'll score 15 points or whatever on us, and yeah. then uh, oh, 12 I, points. I watched the first half too, and I was just like, this is. I tw- think I tweeted this might be the worst like half of football that has ever been played in college football. I mean, just, it was I'll, just I'll fucking just, atrocious. Yeah, football. I'll just say this too about Iowa's offense. Like there are 133. Division one college football teams, <laughs> Iowa's offense is ranked 133rd. Like their their quarterback, because um, I watched some of the highlights, their quarterback probably wouldn't start for half of the Mayak schools in Minnesota, right? He wouldn't start for Gustavus or Augsburg Jesus. or St. John's. Like that's how that's how bad that offense is. I don't do. Do you want to talk about the that weird um, call, yeah, yeah, callback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's. I mean, you, yeah, there's no reason that's to talk really about the main any, thing from yeah. the game. Yeah, there's, you know, there's, there's no reason the to talk about any, really anything about this game. Yeah, other than other than the, the that the uh, referees, um, the officials up in the booth, uh, yes. returning a yes. really weird call. Oh my god. Okay, so 
I I watched the first half of this game after I played frisbee golf, and then I had to go to a Halloween party at my church, so I wasn't watching. And all of a sudden, my brother was like, and I just I just assumed like I was was pulling away. And my brother was like, "Why is PJ Fleck mad?" And I was like, "Well, if my brother is concerned about if PJ Fleck is mad, then this game must like have some sort of implication that's it's like close or that it's competitive." And I was like, "Jesus!" So I, I looked in on it, and we're fucking kneeling the ball out. And I was like, "Wait, what happened?" So I started looking into it, and I watched the replay a bunch of times. And yeah, basically, we punt to the guy. He starts running and he's motioning to his guys to move away from the ball and kind of like a lot of times they'll say like, don't touch it, don't touch it, you know, and like waving people or they're kind of motioning of like how they want to get set up on the block or whatever. And he, he's doing kind of a side wave and it's, you know, it's a tough call, but like PJ was saying, they've gotten whistled for that before. And yeah. like the when I first saw it, I thought it was a bad call. I was, I was like, that's that happens a lot but like it is tricky because the two things are similar like you've waving your teammates away and waving for a fair catch it's a very similar motion so i can see why it seems like they need to do something with that with that was, rule to make was, the signal yeah. more different he was, i don't know he was waving with his left hand um yes. like pointing with his right hand of like no yes. like you you go here you go here like here like that lane that lane and waving with the but it was a hand. very it was a very up and down flap, almost like a like a bird kind of flap. So it yeah. was it was odd. Um, anyway, so he grabs it on like the side, almost to the sideline, goes to the sideline, cuts back, beats like five guys. Just an amazing run. Just trucks our whole team, and you know everybody's had, going crazy. Yeah, and I, I, had, I think the one biggest problem is they didn't throw the flag right away. I think no. if the flag would have been thrown right away, then people would have gone, okay, something was wrong, and they wouldn't have all just, like, gotten so excited and everything. It was kind of like, why did you need that to go to review? Just, like, if, right. you, if you saw the fair the fair catch right away, just, like, throw it, and it kind of saved everybody a lot of trouble. But I know on the air on the side of let the touchdown go, but it, it kind of caused everybody well, they a could, lot more they consternation throw the flag and, than and let the, let the play let the play play out. It was weird, I think, because I yeah. uh, it sounded like it, that some people were thinking that they were looking to see if he had stepped out of bounds because he was right. so close right. to the gopher sideline. Um, I don't think he did. Not that no, I he did not. Anyway. According to the replay, he did not. But, but yeah, basically they called it. It was like, well, it was an illegal fair catch, you know, because he took it and ran. Um, I mean, the problem was, is and, and you know, a bad call or not, right? Those things happen. You know, you get bad calls. Bad calls happen all the time. Um, <laughs> so it was the and, only and, play that, the only play of note in the but, game. And that, that kid, and so the problem is that that kid had done, that kid had done, he had like put like house a 70 yarder against Wisconsin yeah. like the week earlier. So clearly, you know, that he's good. But I mean, regardless of, of whether that's a bad call, Iowa still had the ball. Yes. They at the, four, at they the 45 yard line. Plenty all they, need to, they yeah. need to do is get like 20 yeah. yards and right. kick a field goal and win the game. And, uh, Although a college football field goal isn't always a gimme either, but yeah, I hear no, what you're saying. but but still, like they have, like the one thing they can do is kick soccer, is kick footballs, right? Um, <laughs> their, their punter is one of the is probably the best punter in the, in maybe the world, honestly. Uh, uh, and you know they, they, that's the one thing that they can do. So all they need to do is get about twenty yards. They got two yards of total offense in the second half. So wh- uh, whether pathetic. that was a bad call or not, like. It's on you for yes. not gaining any They still had any a chance. Offense. It wasn't like the whistle blew at the end of that and the game was over. Game was yeah, over. They, yeah. yeah, they still had they had yeah. plenty of time and they yeah. had they only did, they it's not like they had to go 80 yards, right? right. Um or right. something. They 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 had to go like 25 yards because I think it was at the like the 45 or something like that of, of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about it right. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a like it wasn't a long kick cuz like they kicked from deep in the in Minnesota's yeah. deep in their own half, so like, yeah, the ball's not like maybe like the forty-five or the forty-six. So all you really need to do is get to like the twenty-five or twenty-six yard line, 
and kick a field goal. And they could they couldn't do that. They had all like almost two minutes to do it and with the college rules like the, the clock stops and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, just, yeah. It was just it was a I mean, it was a, a hey, bad we'll call, but it was it. a piss poor. We'll take it. Yeah, I yeah. mean now that, that, many times we, Minnesota sports have gotten shafted, like, you know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for Minnesota to shit the bed against uh, Indiana or Purdue or Illinois or Purdue or somebody like that. Oh, Michigan State this week. I got offered to go to the game, but I don't think I'm going to be able to because I have Halloween uh, Halloween duties. But um, uh, my, my friend uh, Dave Valinsky, who who was our, uh, our ombudsman in that uh, like sixth episode, he um, is a diehard uh, Gophers fan, and, and okay. I was pretty surprised I didn't hear from him after this game and talked to him today, and I was like, oh man, you my, it was a great game, huh? And he was like. Well, it, it was a fucking terrible game to watch, like football played, but like it was awesome that we won or whatever. And I said, "Well, what, what do you want me to say about the game? There's there's not a lot to say about it except for that play." And he's like, "Well, mention that Daniel Jackson had a monster game. Um, I was a, is a very good defense, and he had seven receptions for 101 yards. Uh, and I and I noticed that his long was 39 yards. So shout out to Daniel Daniel Jackson. Um, you know, getting getting over 100 yards on a, on a very good um, right Iowa defense. So, cool. All right. Well, um, okay. Well, let's let's try to move through these next teams quick because I know this is uh, getting to be a real long sports one, but there's not a lot to say about the Loons. I mean, you, also you can go listen to uh, the Dave's I Know <laughs> and, and hear the whole breakdown of yeah. Dave, David's other uh, soccer show, soccer-specific uh, and particularly highlighted with the Loons. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean – it it was frustrating there was there was literally <laughs> i mean it was it, there was no urgency whatsoever um i know that's what people, i didn't understand that people were like i mean people in some of the slacks where i were in were complaining about bonky not starting and i and i had, I had to tell people i'm like listen guys bonky just came back from south africa like a right. day ago like got him some fucking slack like i'm sure if he, He's if he to thought up a lot if, if he thought he was ready to go, he would be out there. Um, yeah. They so could have been know, at like, halftime, though, when we were down, you know. I mean, he, it's, clearly he wasn't he wasn't ready to go, though. And, and you you yeah. don't want to hurt, you know, like, right, he's right. young still. You, yeah. He's an asset. Yeah. He could potentially be, you know, you could potentially transfer. If he keeps yeah. progressing like he did this year to next year, like, you could you sell him for, like, 5 to $7 million in Europe, you know, yeah. if, if he wanted yeah. to go. Um, so you gotta, you gotta protect don't your assets. Don't take Bongi. No, I hear but, you. Uh, yeah, I hear you. That's fair. I don't know. That's like, fair. I'm just, I'm now, it's now, I, and I, I mentioned this in the podcast. I'm just ready for, to see what the team is doing with their management yep. situation. Um, the, cause there's obviously, we, we talked a little bit about the offseason timeline for MLS. It's a little different this year than last year. So the team has some time before they have to decide on options for players and things like that. So there is a little, there's a little time um, between when they have to make a move on a, on a manager and a, and a sporting director. Um, I do have I, I talked to some people that are in the know that they have done a lot of interviews already. So they're, okay, they're cool. obviously moving through the process. Sporting um, director and coach. Uh, yes, that might be, it might be one position. It might be, might be different positions. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. They said they weren't they kinda, sure. Yeah. It kind of yeah, depends yeah. on what they can do. I have, I have my own personal thoughts and I've conveyed that to people that have some influence over there and just sort of like gave them my, you know, my reasoning behind why, what I would mm-hmm. do, but um, not to belabor the point, we can talk about it once they actually hire somebody, but there is some time. I, I think it'll be interesting to see the direction that they ultimately decide to go. Um, Cause you're right. You know, often, oftentimes the reaction is to do the exact opposite of the band <laughs> yeah, that right. you had in, in before. And I mean, from uh, my understanding, most of the players liked Heath 
Um, they just, you know, a, a lot of them, I think it was just, you know, he had been here for seven years. That's a, that's a long freaking time, man. Yeah. <laughs> to be, yeah. be managing I, a, I think he was a pretty a good player's coach, except for the guys that got in the doghouse. So, some guys, right. he, he was never very clear about, you know, he would say, oh, you know, you play yourself on or off the field, but then we'd see somebody like a Miguel Ibarra play pretty well and then, and then not play, or like a Raheem yeah. Edwards when he played, played pretty well. So I was like, well, clearly this is not true. Yeah. So like you're, you're playing favorites, but a guy like, like Tajuri yeah. Shradi, who I know, right. I know, what I know happens? was hurt and, and came, and came back, you know, came here and, and was recovering from injury and things like that. But still, I'm like, it looked great. You need goals. Yeah. Like if you, you can't go 60 minutes, the only that's guy fine. Can shoot. Give him, give yeah. him 30 minutes, right? You right. Know? And so right. I don't know. It's just, yeah. If he, can, so, if he can go 15 minutes, can he go 30? You know, like, right. yeah, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, yeah, so it, it was frustrating. The, the defense was particularly bad. We, we need a lot of help in midfield. Uh, Jan Gregouche had played really well coming back here and he just, he just stunk up the joint. I, he almost, he almost looked disinterested. Like, I was like, I don't know. Do you have something else like you need to, to get to? Or yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know he, what happened. He had a bad yeah. game. It just it just sucks that because of the res- the way the results turned out, um, uh, we would have hosted the the yeah. wild card game tomorrow right. Wednesday, um, and then um, oh, I was I'll tell you my very quickly my degenerate gambling story. So I'm the, I was in this big pick'em league um, where there was lots of money on the line, um, and it was like a fifty dollar buy in. There was like almost seventy people in the league. I was sitting in first place. Um, you have to pick three teams every week. And you have to pick every team in the league at least three times and no team more than five times, right? So I, okay. the two, the two teams I hadn't picked three times was Colorado and Toronto. So I had to pick Colorado and Toronto. And so Saturday morning, I'm watching the Merseyside Derby, um, with my buddy David Kelly. I'm like, who do I pick for this third team? I, I, I know I'm probably not going to get points from either Toronto or Colorado. I'm only up by three points on the guy who's in second place. I think the worst I could do is third place in this league at this point based on the points and stuff. But like, I, I need a team that I think can win. And then I was like, wait, should I emotionally hedge and bet on Kansas City? Like pick Kansas City as the team to win? Because um, if they win, if Kansas City wins, then I win, you know, a, a not insignificant amount of money. Um, if Kansas City loses, Minnesota wins, and then we go to the playoffs. More oh, than likely, yeah. that was a gr- that was a like, genius idea. That's the, the worst, way to do it, right? So the worst way, possible. Happy. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The, the worst because you get only you get three points for a win and one point for a draw. The worst possible thing would have been for that the two teams to draw and then uh, no playoffs. I see. But I ended up, actually ended up not even needing that team to win. Um, I would have won. Uh, I would have finished uh first place uh without without them winning. But it was just, I was like I felt I felt like I made a good decision like with an emotional head, right? Because I was like. One of these teams is going to win because they have to win. They like a draw does nothing for either of these teams. So, so I ended up picking Kansas City. So, if you want to talk about degenerate gambling, that was that's my degenerate gambling story for for the weekend. That's funny. That, it does make sense though. I'll do that sometimes where I, I I'm all emotionally hedged to, and I'll be like, I'm gonna pick this player in fantasy because like I'm playing against him. I know he's going to have a good game. So I'm going to throw this in like a daily fantasy. So like either way, I'll be happy. Like eh, sometimes it does make sense to do that so uh congrats on the win um thanks a couple of seasons started uh starting off here in minnesota with the winter sports um the wild wild have gotten off to kind of a kind of a up and down start um they beat montreal five to one um, talk they, about a sporadic team man that that team is is uh, yeah upsy down weird um then they got smoked by the king seven to three um and they was two and two to two at one point in that game. Um, Fl- Flurry had a terrible game. I saw him get beat on like a slow wrister. He got beat five hole easily. Um, that was a rough game. Um, and, and I think they're two and two in the season. I think they're playing tonight. Uh, anyways, well, they, I, got, they got smoked by um 
so they won their home their opener. Then they got smoked by uh, Toronto, like seven to seven to two or seven to one or something like that too. Like they've yes. given up a lot of goals. Or yes. a team that is, you know, supposed to be a playoff team. So, yes. but it, that's also been a weird thing. I don't know. I, I, I pay attention a little more to the NHL generally. Um, there's a lot of big scores in the NHL so far this year. So <laughs> I think there's, they juiced, I think they juiced the puck or they take the golden pads down again or what? No, they, I don't know. I don't think they did anything different, but I think the just, average I, score in a hockey game is like, what, like three and a half to two and a half or something like that. Something like so, that. Yeah. yeah. So seven goals is like, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that game against LA was, I watched I watched most of that game. That was a bad, bad game. It was Flurry looked out of he looked out of sorts, man. So yes, he I don't did. know. Gus looked good when he's been played, but again, he, he also he also got smoked by Toronto. But I mean Austin Matthews had a hat trick, a second he so he had That guy is back very to, good at back to back hat tricks yeah. to start the to start the year, which is the first time that's happened since uh Ovechkin did it, like six six oh. or seven years ago. So yeah, so I mean it, it, Toronto, I'm a little less, I'm a little less concerned about, but you, yeah, giving up seven goals to LA is not, not, not good. good. No. Not yeah, good I know all. LA had been bad in like recent years, and I was like, oh, did, did LA like get good? But yeah, I think we're in sixth right now. We're two, we're two and two with one being an overtime um, loss, so five points. Um, just anyway, I mean it's early in the season, but. Um, not not a like a little bit of an uh, unauspicious start for us. So, uh, looking at our our, our woofies, um, the season starts uh, tomorrow um, at Tor- Toronto. We've looked pretty good in the preseason. Uh, we're five and zero in the preseason. I don't think the preseason matters a lot. I think more so it's kind of how we've been playing. We seem to be healthy and uh, coalescing pretty well. Kind of the big talker with the Wolves is um, is Carl. He Carl's usually more of a more of an affable guy with the media and kind of just, uh, you know, a little bit more like nonchalant. And he's been a little bit sullen this year. Um, and he's been very, uh, curked, I guess would be the, the categorization. Um, he basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically said there's no more time to talk. It's time for the team to prove it. So I, I do like that, you know, a little bit more of a, let's get, let's get our business done. Um, but I think the big thing is we still don't know if two big men can play together. It, it hasn't been done a lot in this league. And um, in the times that we did see it, it didn't look great. So we'll see. A lot of people are still saying that the cat's going to get traded, but I, I, we don't, you know, who knows. Um, they did just sign. And one of the reasons for that is they just signed forward Jaden McDaniels to a massive five-year, $136 million contract. So at some point, it's a, you know, there, there's, there's a little bit more of a lax cap with the luxury tax and this and that. I don't know, um, how much of the luxury tax A-Rod is, uh, A-Rod is going to want to pay, but, um, him at nothing, his partner, Mark Laurie, uh, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit McLaur- more. So. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, Jaden McDaniels is mainly a defensive stalwart, but for that kind of money, they're, they're probably gonna want to get some O from him too. So anyway, yeah. excited to see the, the Timberwolves tomorrow night. Um, and uh, yeah, I should, Let's say, go. I, should say, I should I should say too the Wild have a really interesting uh, situation because they have a they're really they're up against their their cap and and yes um and there's a there's a hard cap and and they're um they literally have like hardly they have like maybe fifty thousand dollars of room that they can move around and and stuff so they're in a, they're the Wild are they're, they, they're literally skating with less skaters than they can than they don't yes. than they can have on the roster because they don't yes. have because they have guys who are hurt 
um, who are not on long-term injury reserve, so they can't get their, you know, can't get their spots open and, and their money back. And so, yeah, they're, they're in a, up, and that's what they're all making, right? They, well, kind those, of, uh, kind, Parisi kind of. Parisi yeah. no, there it's, it's their own making. The Parisi suitor buyouts were, were like, are still hitting them. They'll hit them again, I think, next year right. or last year. But of they the, of changed, those. they changed the rules after we had signed the deals to, to make that. Yeah. To make those. But they also bought them out. They, you know, so right, like, right, so yes, right. you're right. Yeah. Like they, yeah. the NHL kind of screwed them there. Yeah. But um, they also did the did the thing where they they bought both so of them they, out yes. and yes. and then and then have to take the cap hits on it. So right, it's uh right. yeah, it's it's interesting. To, so that's would be interesting to see. Um, they should get more cap space as the season goes on. But for the time being, they are in a they're in a crunch right now too. So yeah, they they need their young guys to to play above their heads because. Um, yeah, yeah, they'll have to Brock, be shuttling Brock some guys Faber, from Iowa. <laughs> yeah, Brock Faber, yeah, sure, Boldy, yeah. those guys need to step up for sure. So, yep. yeah. Bigly. All right, variety time. So I've been teasing this for a couple weeks now, and it, it's coming up on us, and it is daylight savings time. Um, I was going to mention this earlier. So, like, everybody's different with sleep, right? Sleep's a big, big thing in our lives. It's really important when kids are younger, sleep training kids, you know. Um, there's certain people. People are considered elite sleepers. Less than 1% of the population um, only requires uh, six or fewer hours of sleep a night. I have a friend, um, Matt, whose dad said that he only ever slept like five, six hours, and he feels completely refreshed. Um, my dad doesn't usually require a ton of sleep either. Um, so I, I, am, I did not get this elite sleeper gene. I really huh. – I, I, I need eight for sure. Like 7.30 men – Eight, eight for sure, but I operate best on like eight and a half for me personally. Oh, well, what's your what's your sleep I, like? I don't I don't need a ton of sleep either. I'm I, okay. I'm generally you might be with an elite sleeper. Five, five, five and a half hours. I mean, oh my god! If I, if I can get I'd be more, a puddle. if I can get more, it's it's great. But uh, I, I don't yeah. need it. Like, I would just pass like out I, at my desk. It's yeah. not like I my wife would need. find me drooling on my desk, and then she'd like pull up my head, and I would just be in a puddle of my own slobber. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my that, wife is my wife is much more like you though. She definitely needs a lot more sleep than than I do. So I I totally understand. Uh, yeah. So 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 for me, and and I've always been a night owl. Like I've always been not a morning person. When I was a kid, and like school started at like my you know middle school would start at like seven thirty or something. They'd be like, you gotta wake up at like six fifteen or something. I'd be like. Who the fuck decided to start school at like seven fifteen? Like goddamn morning. Like I always thought that shit started too early. I was never I've never been a morning person, never will be. Like the amount of times people have told me in my life, like, you should get up early and work out in the morning. I'm like, Oh, you do not know me at all, sir. Like that is like zero percent chance of that happening, you know? So anyway, so daylight savings is a particular thorn in my side because it's catered a lot toward morning people because at this time of year, it's putting more daylight into the morning. Now, in the spring, it also adds daylight to the end of the day, which is also crazy because here in Minnesota, it's going to be light until like 9 o'clock in the goddamn night anyways, and it makes it light till like 10 p.m. But anyways, the so doing all this research into it, okay, is uh, Benjamin Franklin – allegedly proposed it as a joke in 1784 he was kind of doing the like well, well if we rotated our candles and you know throughout the house we could you know optimize things and, and all this i mean he was a famous inventor and um you know a bureaucrat and and and, and uh international uh what's the right word he was like our our envoy um ambassador ambassador excuse me so anyways also, sex, sex, sexual pests to uh yes, people yes, in, in france yes so. Yes. Yes. 
Um, a very interesting fellow. But uh, but uh, reading through it, I wasn't sure if he actually was being sarcastic. Maybe sarcastic was sarcasm was a little different at the time. But anyway, it really got popular. And then in New Zealand, in the 1800s in New Zealand, it was popular. They were actually moving the clock two hours, I think I read. And then it didn't really take hold again until Germany in 1916. Okay, one thing about the Germans is the Germans were the map makers in Europe. The Germans were a lot of the industrial place, uh, industrial centers of the Industrial Revolution were in Germany. Like Germany had a lot of pull in the Western world, right? And so when Germany yep. starts introducing the daylight savings in World War One as an energy sh- saving measure, everyone's going, well, this, this is the, the Germans are doing it. It must make sense, right? Because they're like the little efficiency manufacturing geniuses. And, um, and back then, a lot of, you know, lights were expensive. Um, it, transportation at night was expensive. Energy was very expensive, and you're under the constraint of war, so it made sense. But they actually, they got rid of it like a year later. It was supposed to be like a wartime measure. So a lot of people think, oh, it's for the farmers. It was not originally put in place for farmers at all. It was originally put in place for saving energy. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. So nowadays... Energy doesn't cost much. Do you know how much an, like an LED light bulb costs to run? You can leave like all the lights on in your house if you have LEDs all the time for like the whole month, and it'll cost you like four extra cents. Okay, <laughs> basically like energy does not energy costs are way 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 down compared to like nineteen fucking sixteen. All right. So, but the biggest problem with daylight savings is juking the calendar forward and backwards is pretty much the worst thing you can do to people by almost any study I read. I mean, you, you'd be better off just picking a stupid time and sticking, sticking with it than juking the camera around. Like after you move the, after the week after daylight savings time, um, and by the way, only 40% of countries do this. 60% of countries just follow standard time all year. So we are in the minority of countries that, that, mo- that move the cal- calendar around. The yeah. week after daylight savings time. Cardiovascular disease uh, has 24% higher risk of a heart attack the week after. 6% spike in fatal car accidents. The stroke rate increases 8%. 11% spike in depressive episodes. So it's like, it's just, it's terrible for people's health, okay? So I thought, okay, this is going to be easy peasy. We just eliminate it, whatever. Well, there is a problem. The problem is in the morning time. If we don't have the sunlight, kids have to get on the bus in the dark, and that is a, that is a real problem. So <laughs> I looked at so many schedules. What's the average time elementary school start at? What what when does twilight start? All of these things, and I think the because in the afternoon, I just think it sucks that it's dark at four thirty. It feels like you know, the more social that people are is more toward the afternoon, evening. People aren't, like, going for a walk with their friends or, like, playing in the cul-de-sac at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning in the winter in Minnesota. But they might at at 4.30, right? A lot of people work 6 to 3, 8 to 4, you know, uh, 8.30 to 4.30. A lot of people will get a little bit of that light, and you still have a half hour of twilight. So if if it could go instead of from 5, 4.30 to, like, 5 at least, you, you would get more daylight when people could use it in the wintertime and it wouldn't be so goddamn depressing so i think that if we actually moved it just a half an hour i think that would be the best um sunrise would be at about seven forty when the clocks change 
And um, January 6th is the latest sunrise date would be 7.52. The, al- the average elementary start time is 8.40. And so the buses come to pick up the kids at 7.15. So with that extra time of, like, twilight, I think with only a half-hour change, they mostly would be in a decent amount of light. So, But I don't think you could do an hour in Minnesota or you will have the kids in the dark. So anyways, I know that's never going to happen, but that <laughs> yeah. is, um, that's the best that I could do. It was way harder problem than I thought it would be when I started working on it. Well, you ran into the, you ran into the, the issue that uh, Jonah Ryan ran into on the episode of Veep. Um, that, uh, if you're not familiar with the, the TV show Veep, it's, uh, Jonah Ryan becomes a congressman from New Hampshire and, um, yeah, there's a whole episode about him trying to get the daylight saving time changed. Um, it's pretty funny. And it was. He kept calling it savings time, and the guy yeah. kept correcting him and thinking it's actually yeah. saving time or whatever. And he's like, I, yeah. I did spring backwards. He's like, think of it like on a bed. You, you jump on it. It's like a bed spring. You spring backward or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. funny. I don't it's, care about uh, some farmer milking his cows. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that is and that's a great. I think that's what that season four of. Uh, yeah, I think season four of the of Veep. So um, that's a that's a really good episode. And yeah, I mean, I don't have a I don't I don't have a personal preference on it. Obviously, you're very you're very much more passionate about this than I am. Um, I just I but, hate coming out of work at five and it's dark. It just pisses me off because a lot of I times under- then, you know, I went to work and I did I didn't see the sun that day. And for like no, seasonal affective disorder, it's just really I, hard to not see the sun at all. I understand. I, I mean, I used to, when I was in high school and college, and, or high school especially, wrestling, like, I would go do morning workouts at, you know, 6 o'clock in the, six o'clock in the morning at the gym, you know, in, in, uh, at the high school, and then I would have practice, um, and then, you know, work out after, after practice, or, or have a match or whatever, and Georgie, stop. Um, and then I would, uh, I would see the sun all day. I would go to school at 6.30 in the morning, and I'd come home at, you know, 7:30 at night and not not a, like never left the school and never seen the sun. So, I get it. My kids I, I it sucks for me because my kids um wake up really freaking early. Um <laughs> like, like like for example, like this past weekend when I had my did my crazy um late night kills of the flower moon show, wake up for the Merseyside Derby, my son was up at like 5:45. Um Oof. and I just had to be like going there and be like you got to you got to stay in your bedroom and lay in your bed, bud. You can't you can't be out <laughs> of the, of your bed because everyone <laughs> Dad's leaving in about 20 minutes to go to the bar to watch the soccer game. Uh, Mom's definitely not coming down until at least 6.45. So um, my kids get up early anyway, so, like, it does suck for kids. I mean, they don't they don't understand the concept, right? So they're, we do our best to try and, like, modify their bedtimes, you know, like the week before so that they kind of get used to it. But they don't they don't understand. And so, like, they don't understand why they're tired or – I mean, my my kids now, like – Ragnar understands like that it's getting darker earlier. He actually asked me today, why is it getting darker earlier? And I had to um, try to remember like, like f- physical science and <laughs> yeah, astronomy like, and wait and a second, like what, what, par- what parallel are we on the, the yeah. globe again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah, well because of the because of the tilt of the axes of the of the Earth. Um, uh. and the sun's in the same spot, but we just, we have just rotated and we'll, we'll rotate back. And so, yeah, I had to like, I'm trying to figure out, and uh. I'm driving in the car to like take him to this like little trick or treating thing that Kowalski's did. I'm just like, I don't know, man, like whatever. It's just how it's, it is. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. So yeah, I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm not as passionate about it, um, as you are. So. Yeah, I, I, but, I do. I, I think agree. that I, I, I think I, that you I, put it into place and then you you lock it in, right? So if you if you did it, if you pushed it back the thirty minutes and the latest sunrise would be eight twenty, 
right? And then you just lock that in. You just don't keep don't just keep going back and forth. That's that's the part that's the stupidest. Just pick I think, something and I, 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 I agree there. I think I think just picking just picking even Pick if one. it is just saying like we're picking one, we're picking standard time, or we're picking the daylight saving time yeah. as as the standard for because yeah, because that's the other thing too. Like I watch I watch a lot of European soccer, and so when daylight saving time kicks in, it's like yeah, it's oh worse. crap, my yeah. <laughs> all my games that are at six thirty now are at five thirty in the morning, or all all yeah. the Champions League get yeah. matches that are during that are during the week that normally start at two now start at one, or in the springtime they start at three. You know, as opposed to two, and it's like, well, that throws everything off. Like that, you know, there's at least one week a year where I'm just like trying to like re-figure out my schedule, or move meetings so I can make it, so I can watch matches, and it's just, it is, it is a more of a pain in the ass than anything. But it is, it's to your to your point though, it really is only kind of a pain in the ass for a couple of weeks. So then people's bodies accumulate, you know, or get accumulated, or uh, uh, you know, acclimated, acclimated to everything. But it, it is, it can be stressful. And you're right, like. I, I do. I have read some of those studies that basically say, like, yeah, accidents go up. Um, I mean, I'm much more careful on my bike um, around daylight saving time, starting and ending, because yeah, people are not prepared. Yeah, people don't like you fucking with their sleep schedule. It's uh, yeah. anyway. I feel like it's something that maybe like could, like there could be some bipartisanship on too, because like it's not really like a Republican or a Democrat thing. It's just like you know, like I don't know. It's hard to find yeah. things that maybe could cross the aisle on and i feel like that's something that more more people could be like yeah it is kind of weird like why do we do this like you know over half the countries don't like just pick something anywho i mean at one point they had a a a bill that was you know had some support but apparently it kind of died on the vine and i think that was to lock in the the daylight savings portion of it but um anywho um speaking of the the we know we got about uh i don't know nine minutes or so left here but um speaking of uh government um is kind of a oh, cluster, cluster f yeah. these days with um 21 days without a speaker um uh, the record was 18 days in 1971 um that local minnesota guy uh is it tom emmer i don't know somebody who lived in this house before me was a republican and gets his little flyer sometimes yeah oh, i should know his name but it's tom it's tom emmer he's a uh, um uh I, I, I'm not going to say anything. He's he is a, he's a politician from Minnesota, so there's that. <laughs> well, and, a like somebody was politician. saying, well, yeah, and people are saying, well, you know, he he's the the the, the kind of the more right wing faction. Where like he's not uh, he doesn't he doesn't get a have a good liber, uh, liberty score. He's only got a D minus liberty well, score, and they're like, he well, voted. He, he votes eighty percent of the time with the you know republicans or whatever the problem there is that he voted to certify the election um uh, on january 6th uh, okay. so yeah so he's not donald, an election denier all that donald, yeah. yes exactly donald trump called him a rhino okay. um and then so yeah oh, so he okay. he won okay apparently he won the vote today in, in the in the house or in the in the caucus and then um proceeded to drop out before they even took a vote to the floor because he wasn't, wasn't going to be enough right? he wasn't yeah. going to get enough votes for it to happen so well i, I mean, find very funny. I think one of the big problems with the Republicans is, you know, it used to be that they wanted small government, right? When you go back to like Reagan and all that, but it's shifted over the years where they almost they never, want like eh, no, they, they want like no they government. Ne- they wanted, right? they never really wanted small government. They wanted small government for certain things, right? Sure, sure, sure. right, right. Like right. they, they, would, they, they, did, they were more they did, than happy. You know, highway to, to projects. Pay a- they, they did, they did some things. And it just seems like now they just don't want to do 
like anything. Yeah. You know, they just don't yeah. they don't want to govern. There's it's just that. kind of it's and laughable. Then, I mean to be to be equal opportunity uh hacks here, I would say um that ass hat Dean Phillips down in C D three um has pretty much announced a run for president, uh, a Democrat oh, uh, against against Joe yeah. Biden. And like I mean, you know, I know I'm I'm a hardcore um progressive Pinko, commie, liberal. Um, yes, you and, are. And, but but you know what? Like fuck Dean Phillips and, and that that douchebag. Like I'll I'll call Tom Emmer a piece of shit, and I will also call Dean Phillips a piece of shit. I'm an equal opportunity yeah. piece of shit caller. So um, those, yeah, no, both, I hear both you. Those guys I, need to sit. Both those guys I need to sit. Sit the f down. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what Dean's doing. I'm sure that. There's something here. He's either trying to see if he has any kind of traction for the future or he just wants to visit the Northeast. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but somebody mentioned he's not even in the ballot in, like, the third state that the primary would be yeah. in or something. So he's got, like, 0% chance of winning. So I don't – I'm not sure yeah. if he's just trying to get donations or, or every, what, every, what he's every doing. Political, just, every yeah. political podcast <laughs> I listen to, of people, these people who are plugged into this uh, stuff. Are like who the fuck is Dean Phillips? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like joke. it's a joke. No, I yeah. mean I know. Like, yeah, like I said I know who he is because he's um I don't know, he's also like he's the the heir to the Phillips vodka. Oh, I know. Uh, I almost took a job there. Yeah, Talenti yeah. Gelato, mm-hmm. and, and so he's like done it. He's yeah. a good businessman, honestly. But yeah. like he's also like yeah a little too big for his britches. Uh, yeah, I think down, he's got down a, there. I think he's got a down huge there ego. CD, yeah. CD3. So um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. We're equal opportunity uh, uh, callers of, of bullshit. So um, yes. the Democrats are doing it, like Bob Menendez um, and his uh, BS. And Donald Trump's doing it. So as much as we, I am a partisan hack, I can also call it when my my side is doing really really dumb shit too. So I hear you. I just I don't think we would have gone this long without a speaker with the Democrats because I think that they want to govern. And I don't think a lot of those Republicans oh. that are in the Boberts and the Gateses and all those guys, I think they just want to blow it anarchy. up. You know? All they want is yeah. anarchy. Yeah, that's what exactly. they want. So that exactly. this is the goal. So. This is the, this is the realization of that. But anyway, um, uh, did, did you want to say anything about potty training, how, how it's going? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say this. Uh, if you, anybody's trained, you know, potty training kids are about to, or whatever. Um, it's uh this is my second one. Um you've done it before obviously, but you're yes. a little you're a little further away from it than yes. I'm literally in the middle of it. And honestly, to be fair, my wife is mostly in the middle of it. Like <laughs> I'm helping as much as I possibly can, but she's the one who's really taking the reins. And then we and she went to so she we, we potty trained her, um we took we kept her out of daycare on Friday. Yeah. Um, sent sent Ragnar to my parents. Uh, to so my are you in-laws. doing like a set schedule? Is this like a boot camp or something, or like what? Yeah, what kind of. We yeah, what we did of. what we do basically. What we did with her is basically just you know she likes to wear dresses, so she put dresses on her and then you know underwear and yep. and no pants or whatever. And we kept her inside basically you know Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday um, to like you know so that we could easily take her. We could try and take her to the potty every. 45 minutes or hour or whatever. And, and just like, yep. let her sit on the, basically like let her sit on the potty. Hope, hopefully she pees. Um, and then, you know, do it again. And, uh, for the most part, it was, it worked out pretty good. Like she had a couple accidents, both, you know, most like the, the, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but nothing like major. Um, she, she could definitely tell like she would hold it or she'd have an accident like right after she had sat on the potty. Right. So she knew she needed to hold it, but she you know mm-hmm. couldn't figure out that she needed to, to let it go when she was sitting there, but then there would be there were the times that she would we put her on the potty and she would go. So it's um you know with with kids it's it's tough because it's really frustrating um <laughs> when you're doing that 
right? Because number one, like, you know, we use, we use cloth diapers, so you really just want to get them out of diapers uh, because yeah. you don't want to, like, you don't have to, like, clean diapers every yeah. week. If you're if you're buying diapers, you don't want to buy, keep keep yeah. buying diapers, right? They're really freaking expensive. So you got to like, carry around so much stuff with you. Yeah. I mean, there's so many benefits. Extra clothes, things like that. Yeah. You really want to, yeah, you really want to do it. But then, so it gets, so when they don't take right away, it gets really frustrating. Um, however, you get all, and I can't, and this is why I, I have a couple of buddies who are, have, uh, you know, have kids around Clara's age in this, their first, their first go through. Like we did it with Ragnar already. Right. And, yeah. you know, they're like, well, you know, I'm frustrating. Da, da, da. I'm like, you know what? I was like, how many, um, people our age do you know who are, you know, regular functioning adults who, uh, do not know how to use the bathroom? Like <laughs> shit, shit and piss their pants. Um, who are not like in a hospital or something. And they're like, yeah, no. And I'm like, how many kids did you know in, in first grade who like regularly shat and, you know, shat and pissed their pants? It's like, um, you know, maybe the one kid did it that one time or whatever. So I'm like, they will eventually learn. Yeah. Like, they learn it that's eventually. The you, it's mostly, that's, that's, it's mostly for your benefit, not necessarily maybe theirs. Or like, I mean, it's for that they don't might be uncomfortable either, but it does make life a lot easier. At least, especially if you can get number two down. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, a little it's bit hard. of doesn't kill you. It's but. hard to see the forest for the trees on that. Right? Yeah, like it's just, yeah. It's really frustrating. Like, especially like, like you put them on the potty and then, and we don't have a, like a separate, like, you know, a little kid's potty. Like we have a, right, a seat right. that like flips down. There's a smaller, a smaller bowl or, you know, hole or whatever. Mm. Um, but it's really frustrating when like you put them on there, they don't. And then literally like two, two minutes later, you, you like, you, you smell like it's all someone shit their pants and, and piss themselves. Right. It's like, you want to like just strangle, like pull out all your hair. If you have any, uh, strangle, you know, punch something, but it's like, no, like, Calm down. The kids will, they all figure it out eventually. Just, yeah. Some, some do it better, quicker than others. Um, but yeah, she actually went to, to daycare today and, um, she had a couple of accidents, but she, you know, she also went in the potty like three times. So nice. I don't know. It's going. It's yeah. going, man. I'm, I'm, it, it's going to happen here soon, I think. And Good. it's just a matter of when, not yeah. if. Yeah. So sometimes if it's like how much you put into it, we, we took the days off like you're talking about. And we really did like a hardcore boot camp with Aria because we were both working. We were like, we have to get this done, you know. Yeah. And so then and so we got it done and it worked. And then with Cora, it was more like my wife wasn't wasn't working full time. And so we didn't try as hard. So it lingered for longer. But it was mo- mostly right. just like on us, you know. And so right. anyway, um, yeah, well. More power to you, man. Um, yeah. It's nice once you finally can just go places and have to carry that huge bag around. Yeah. I always I mean, felt such like freedom when I just like, go to the mall and I'm like, I only have like a water bottle with me or something. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I mean, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, like, yeah, not having to carry. I mean, and to be fair, like we don't carry a huge bag anyway because Ragnar is not in diapers or anything anymore. And right, right. You know, but, but it's still, it's like it is. It'll be nice. Like, yeah. And back of your Ragnar, mind, it's like I need Anna, something, you know. Yeah. Anna took Ragnar to the zoo on uh, Thursday um, of MEA. And, uh, and she's like, I went and I could just, I didn't have to bring a stroller and I could just bring my small oh, purse. So nice. And I could just, we could just walk, we walked around the zoo with just me and Ragnar and my small purse and didn't have to push a stroller or carry a big ass <laughs> bag or whatever. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's, that's what we're getting with the second one there pretty, pretty soon too. And then we'll be done with that shit. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's going good. Thanks for asking. Um, I'll, uh, if I get any fun stories, I'll regale everybody next week with them. So good deal. Um, for, for this week, I've been, uh, watching a lot of old movies and I watched Escape from New York with uh Kurt Russell. Um I he was very cool in it. Um he was he was buff and uh I liked him as Snake. I, I wasn't crazy about the movie. I don't the seventies don't seem to be in my wheelhouse for movies. I, I'm not sure. It's just not a I like some older movies than that and some newer movies than that, but I don't know. So far I've been kind of striking out on that 
70s, early 80s. Um, Interesting. I figured you. So. I figured you would enjoy Escape from New York. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought I would see too. It's kind of in my alley. I just, I don't know. Maybe it was just I wasn't in the right vibe or what. I, maybe. Maybe, maybe I'll try Escape from L.A. Yeah. Um, so that, that uh, one, that one's, a, that one's a few years later. Um, okay. And it's, 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 I mean, it's obviously it's a very similar concept, but right, uh, right, slightly right. different. But yeah, yeah. Give Escape from L.A. a shot because I figured you would appreciate like the John Carpenterness of of that stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, I um, liked, I liked the idea, and it's similar to that movie that I said that I loved the no escape where like i'm sure it's built you know based off of this so i like those vibes and i liked the you know how cool he was and tough and the eye patch and everything it's just i i don't know the the intricacies of the plot and, and just how dark the movie is and just some of right. the the you know it's just tough to to get into but um yeah. anyway uh and then you're gonna watch the machinist for next week i and, am yes. um i made a, I cool. made a pledge so <laughs> good deal, good deal. And yeah, and I'll then, give you um, my review. And then I, you know, if we want, I could talk about if you are. Are you a big Scorsese guy? Are you going to go see Killers of the Flower Moon? Or are you? Yes, not a, I mean, I definitely will watch it eventually. I don't know if I'll watch it in the theater or I'll wait, but I do typically watch his movies. Um, I, 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 I would, I would like to see it. I've seen, you know, the I'll majority say, of his movies. I'll say very quickly. I think it'll be on Apple TV Plus when it comes okay. out, of, out of theaters. Um, very quickly. Um, it was very, very good. Um, I, I was not a huge fan of the Irishman, um, and especially De Niro's performance in the Irishman. He's so good in this movie and I don't want to expect, I don't okay. want to say too much. I, I liked the Irishman. I didn't love it, but I liked there's it. There's lots of, there's lots of really good cameos, especially if you are a fan okay. of, um, of, uh, like, um, sort of alt country, um, music. Uh, there's like Sturgill Simpson has a cameo, Jason Isbell has a cameo in it. Um, uh, and there's a lot of other like smaller, smaller roles that are played by, um, super impressive people. It is. The one thing I'll say for people who are interested in going, um, it is very talky. There's a lot of talking, a lot of uh, scenes around, you know, tables and things like that. Dialogue, um, so dialogue, it, heavy. Yeah, a lot of dialogue. Oh, that's that's um, fine with me. Which, which is, yeah, I thought it'd be. I, I thought, you know, I, I was like, oh, that's. I was thinking about it as I'm watching it, but I was like, I was, I'm still captivated and, and riveted by it. And the fact the it's based on a, a, a nonfiction book, but what they did, they did a really good job of uh, of um, interpreting it and. And so the book is mostly told from the story of um, the Bureau of Investigations. It was like the prelude to the FBI, and, and oh. they came in. They centered it around um, a particular Osage family and sort of one particular person. And most of the things are – I mean, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character is still the main character or whatever, but a lot of things are focused and centered around um, the Osage people, and they, they brought in yeah. – um, they had a bunch of Osage yeah. actors. So it's, I think I would highly recommend seeing it. Um, yeah, yeah, I saw one I, complaint about that that they, those um, th- those characters didn't have as much agency as they would have liked. Like they were a little bit thin on those characters. I read one uh, kind of complaint. I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm sure today. they. Could, I'm, I'm sure they could have been better, and, and there could yeah. have been more. But like, considering when they first wrote the the draft of the screenplay, it was completely centered on all the white people and very and, like <laughs> they, they did tried a, pretty, a little bit <laughs> they did a pretty i think yeah. they did a pretty good job of, of, of cool. trying to rectify that obviously like again yes it's a perfect no they could have probably done a lot more to give it more um sure. but there's also like the, the way they picked it i think it's one of those um movies like i i love going to the movies in the theaters and seeing movies mm-hmm. in theaters so um i don't think you absolutely have to see this one in a theater if you have a if you have a pretty good yeah, TV, tv and sound system yeah. and stuff real close to it um, yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> i i said i highly i mean i love going to the theater so i highly recommend if you yeah. are interested in, in in scorsese i think seeing in the theater is, is you know the way to go but it uh, is four, it four will hours be i'll have to make sure i have a few diet, diet cokes for that one Whew. right yeah um i'm trying to yeah there's 
there are, I mean, there are, and it's like, it's nice because like, there's a lot of dialogue heavy stuff. So you can pop out and go to the bathroom if you need to for, for, uh, <laughs> for five minutes or whatever and not generally miss just too much. Miss so. a little bit of color around the conversation. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, I just wanted to, um, finish with one thing. Um, some folks were asking me for podcast recommendations. I really like Ologies with, um, Allie Ward. Uh, recently for Halloween, she did a two part series on witches, which was interesting. Um, there was a great, uh, two parter on dolphins. That was, that was phenomenal. There was one about, um, squirrels just recently that was really interesting. All these facts about squirrels and how they help the ecosystem and everything. So that, that's a really good one for, for learning. I'm also listening to one on the big dig right now, which is really, really interesting of, um, if you're a little bit more into politics and how things work, but it's, um, Tip O'Neill and Michael Dukakis and Reagan and all that. And, oh, um, I heard, I heard about, really uh, I heard a, uh, what it was, um, it was a, this day in esoteric political history. They had the guy, I think they had one of the guys on who is doing that podcast to talk yeah. a little bit about the big yeah. thing and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, I think that it's a radio station out of Boston, GB, GBHC, or I, I can't remember the call letters, but um, they they got the um, like a lot of the original kind of documents, and the people are there, and so it's it's all the it's all the players. It's 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 really really well done. Um, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. So, cool. um, okay, I just wanted to plug my other show too, if that's all right. Um, I have another podcast, Rambles and Rants. Um, it's on iTunes now, uh, newly, um, Spotify, Google, pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts uh put up an episode yesterday on control like what parts of um your life do you have control over what's kind of luck and um just with relationships and and work and all sorts of things so please uh give that a listen and um any feedback is um be highly um thought of in a good way i would appreciate it um i am Grady, uh, big, I'm at big game, grade age 27. Mr. Zeller is at Texas Zeller, um, also Texas Zeller on Blue Sky. We are both been, uh, been, um, blue, what do you call it when you post on there? Like skying or uh, skywriting or something? I don't know. We both been, uh, yeah, we both, <laughs> we both been skiing. Yeah. Uh, you can hit up the show at Minnesota Sports for, at MN Sports Variety. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, we definitely listened to what you guys said. We went long on the Vikings because several people reached out to me and said they wanted more, more Vikings. So we, uh, we listen, we are, we are men of the people. So, all right. Uh, let us know. All right. Thanks, Dave. Yep. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Okay. Bye. Get your fucking shine box and your sack of nickels. It tickles to see you try to be like Mr. Pickles. Daddy Fat Sacks, B I G B O I is that same motherfucker that took them knuckles to your eye. And I try to warn you not to test, but you don't listen. Giving a shout out to my uncle Donnell, locked yeah. up in prison. Now tone your pants in the air and wave them like you just don't care. And if they like fish and grits and all that pimp shit, everybody let me hear you say, oh, yeah, girl. Now throw your pants.